The views and opinions expressed in the Hide and Seek podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, positions, or opinions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Most of you know me from the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. Do you enjoy the Hide and Seek podcast? Would you like to show your support? Head over to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can interact with us as well as share your thoughts, ideas, and theories on this season's episodes by joining the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The following podcast may contain strong language and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24-Hour News Dave's Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fucked. They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all them motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she's just love. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. The day the house was catching on fire was the day that it happened and killed me. Supposedly out in that woods. I'm not playing these games. You know, me neither. Let me fuck out. I'll get right home. I don't give a fuck about your guys' shit. Then why is he pushing? She's fucking dead. Where the fuck she at? Uh, fucking. He's in Wisconsin. Motherfucking, uh, what's his name? Hey guys, what you just heard was a snippet of a recording sent to me by Ashley. We hear three people, Ashley, a man named Eric Glide, who we will refer to from this point on as Glide, and a second man by the name of J.J. Fox. J.J.'s last name might sound familiar to you. J.J. is the son of Brenda Fox. Brenda was the woman Brittany confided in about her concerns with Cage just days before her disappearance. J.J. is also the stepbrother of Zach B., who Ashley tells us Brittany communicated with via J.P.A., while he was incarcerated in episode 3. Before we jump into things, 
Let's talk about the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why. We already know who, Ashley, Glide, and JJ. This takes place sometime prior to July 10th, 2019. Ashley is recording Glide without his knowledge. We don't know specifically where they're headed, but we do know that Ashley was told that Glide had knowledge pertaining to Brittany's disappearance. Ashley and JJ are asking the questions of Glide. For full transparency, I'm going to let the recording play from start to finish. Just a word of caution. What you hear may be disturbing. Camper. You can drive back there, but now I'm trying to catch the screw. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I want that little fucking camera. Where? That little fucking thing. Yeah. Enough for me to say fuck it. It's fine. Okay, go. <laughs> Who's and where's? What? Who's and where's and what's? I want to come borrow some money, man. I'm talking. Huh? I'm talking to somebody. Well, you should be talking to me. No. Yeah? Yeah, I'll be there in a We gotta go, what? Oh, sorry. We have six you miles. Gas, go to Ferris. We have six miles in the tank. I'm not going to run you, like... I understand that. Okay. I lost my fucking wallet. Oh, you're all at me. He says, Sturgis you and Three Rivers and this you know, and that. sometimes it is. It's like... You're yelling at me for being I'm long in the shop. I'm not even yelling. It took you an hour to fucking get ready to come over here. All right, I can drop you back off of the shop. I'm not playing these games. You know? Me neither. Let me fuck know. out. I'll get right home. I don't give a fuck about your guys' shit. Then why did you keep pushing? She's fucking dead. And where the fuck's she at? Uh, fucking Don Hill. He's in Wisconsin. Motherfucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking... Ready? Kobe, not Kobe, his brother, uh... What's his name? Oh, fuck. What's Kobe's brother's name? No, you know Kobe fucking, uh... Fucking, uh... Cody Smith? What? Smith? No, the hills. Two fucking hillbilly motherfuckers in Vendale and not Rapper. Less is another one. Marker. He hangs out there at that fucking house. Uh, what's his fucking name? That house I was going to. I get pot off. Are we? Uh, fuck. Now I gotta think about it for the fucking name. I can do it. I can call and get a bill for it. What gas station? What? What gas station? What's that? What gas station was she taken from? Back to work, back to what? No, which gas station was she taken from? 
I dad didn't know me because I didn't talk to that person. I talked to somebody else. The day the house was catching on fire was the day that it happened and killed me. Where is she? What? Supposedly out in that woods. Supposedly. God damn it. That's what I'm saying. They said they took her out there and fucking put her in the woods. She's just laying out there. Hold on, let me think. Joey. Joey. What? Yeah. I'll fucking kill that motherfucker, huh? Tom Goofy Hillbilly dude. Oh, my God. The dude that, yeah. Kobe's brother. The fucking, uh. Joey Crooks. Couldn't be farther than if they took. Hold on. Hold on. There's the main. Did they burn her? The thing about the black, the, uh, the, the dude that runs all the grow houses in fucking Sturgis has something to do with that sex trafficking fucking thing. The auto place. What? The auto place guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, something about fucking. They sell it to the fucking the cartel, which I don't really know. Gary's friends with Who that is. Gary was running the big house with the, the weed house. But there's... It's fucking... It's like a first name and a last name. I just lost... Hey, it's Otto. Kevin. Kevin. I would like to go shoot the bastard. All I know is I want to stay the fuck away from that boy. That's police. I get up, you fucking ignorant bitch. I cannot fucking bring the loss. Fuck them all. I cannot fucking take them with my losses. Fucking shit. Is Larry still here? No, he's not. Fuck. I'll ask Daryl. Just park it on the last turn. Uh, it's about your guys' age. Uh, oh, yes. No, no, I'm not talking about the dope and dude. The dude that killed her. I need his name. What? I had his name. I don't remember his name. It wasn't yelling at you, so don't yell at me. I heard this story and fucking flipped the fuck out last week. I spent fucking hours on the fucking phone and fucking therapist. Josh Hag, is it? What? Josh Hag? No. Well, no. Baroque. Well, Jake, no. Root? Jake Root? No. Uh, Jake Root? No. Hold on a minute. Where's Adolf Hover? Hold on, I'm going to find out. I know. The other person will tell me as many times as I want. They told me five times last night. Hold on. Every time I start thinking about it, I get the fucking shakes. 
Er, no. Yeah, Ernie. Ernie. No. It's like a first name and a last name. All my land with fucking money in it. <clears throat> they just messaged me a little while ago or something. <sighs> Fuck. I tried to remember that motherfucker so hard last night. I should have just thrown it down. Brock's not laughing. I had fucking so many motherfucking panic attacks last night. Adam Caldwell? What? Adam Caldwell? No, I know that fucking piece of shit. Oh, I found him, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. God damn it, answer fucking tags. I want to drive out to that field. Oh, Cotton. They need to take dogs out there. Yeah, you can't them. walk through that motherfucker. What? You can't even walk to that bitch early. Why? I was right back there. That day the fucking police came out there. I was out there and I'm following old boy's trail. Whoever the fuck was with her mom that day was out in that woods. I need to know who the fuck he is. He was out there in that woods for a reason. Hello? Uh, going nuts right about now. Nuts? I, I get a hold of him on it, all right? All right. All right. Yep, no problem. All right. He's watching his daughter right now anyways. He's watching his daughter right now anyways. Uh, uh, four or five, something like that. No, he can't drive with us. His, his baby mom was in trouble. <clears throat> Open the door, please. All right. All right, bye. Oh, he's a good friend of Weinberg's. I'm sick and tired of hearing that bitch nigga's name. What? I'm sick and tired of hearing that bitch boy's name. No. Ernie. Ernie Whitley? What? Ernie Whitley? No. It's like a real boring, boring name. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hold on. Please don't say nothing when I'm on the phone with this person. We put the spark in for a minute.
Who's the dude be running shit? Oh. Fuck. Why do I have no service right here? I'm pretty sure he went to her old schools. Where's Jeffrey from? I don't know any of this part. But they thought that she was telling And the lead organization or the sex trafficking thing or something like that. Uh, 
Only. Because they talked about that shit. I think through some fucking videos are really a fucking lie. I think they're fucking sick bastards. Fuck it. So we got Joey Cliffville, Les Marker. The dude that owns the fucking roller Chaos. Kevin. Kevin. Okay. What was that name? Chaos Auto. Kevin. So, Scott Clements. What did you say? Scott, ain't it? Scott Clements. Oh, no. He's the one that owns Bro House? No, that's, that's Kevin from Chaos Auto. K- I don't remember the S. This sure has become a tangled web. Untangling this may get messy. But I'm sharing it with you in the same manner that we received it. I'm asking that you trust our investigation and our focus. Now let's circle back to the beginning of the recording. Glide confidently tells Ashley that Brittany is dead. JJ asks where she's at. Glide says, Don Hill. He's in fucking Wisconsin. My question? Who the fuck is Don Hill? He's definitely someone we'll need to look into later because it just so happens that the house fire Glide references was at Don Hill's house. And in fact, we've been told someone attempted to burn his house down twice, but were unsuccessful and eventually the home was demolished. 
Glide continues on, mentioning several other names while trying to recall the name of the man he's been told is responsible for Brittany's disappearance. Ashley asks Glide what gas station they took her from. Put a mental bookmark here. We'll come back to this later on. Ashley asks Glide where Brittany is. Glide responds by saying supposedly out in them woods. They took her out there and put her in the fucking woods. There's a few rumors thrown out here. Sex trafficking, the cartel, and KS Auto, which Ashley mentions several times. She throws out another name that grabs my attention. Zach Kaner. This name has become very familiar to me. His name has come up in relation to an incident we've been told about, and we'll discuss at a later date. Eventually, Glide reveals the name of the man he says he was told is responsible for Brittany's death. It's Chuck. I haven't given up on my pursuit of him, and all of this information just adds more fuel to my fire. I'd really like to meet Chuck face-to-face on my next trip to Sturgis. In the meantime, I'll reach out to Brittany's mother, Jessica, for some help. Hello. Hey, this is James. Is this Eric? Yeah, this is Eric. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, man? No, I'm I'm live. (laughs) Yeah? In case you missed it, this is Glide. Jessica, Brittany's mother, made contact with Glide on my behalf, requesting he speak with me. Glide is a nearly 60-year-old man who spent much of his adult life in and out of prison. What's going on? Some days. Well, she uh, asked me to get a hold of you, I don't know, fuck, two months ago, and I never, I'm always too busy to call. And you're a PI, right? I am not a licensed uh, professional private investigator. I do what they call podcast investigations, and so I'm investigating the story, yes. So I do a lot of what the similar title of a private investigator would do. Um, I just have chosen yeah. not to get my PI license. So more or less, you're uh, a news guy that puts stuff out there. Yeah, so I try to, I mean... There's a lot of different stories about it, that's for sure. Most definitely, and I'm just looking to clear a lot of the... Uh, clear the air on, on the stuff that's not true and right. you know get down to the facts right yeah yeah I really didn't even know the girl I mean I was hanging out with a, a wag job I really wasn't hanging out with her I was you know doing business with her however you want to say it and, uh, <clears throat> and she knew her somewhat I guess I don't really even know how well they knew each other because they'd be guessing but you know then Ooh. I checked into a little bit. So, yeah, tell me, I'd love to know what you know, what you have, and what you're willing to share. Well, I don't really know if I know anything. I know a lot of hearsay propaganda stuff. Sure. I know uh, <clears throat> that, well, I can't even think of her name. Is it? The crazy one involved with this. Uh, 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 what's her fucking name? She was going with Curtis. Curtis Polly. Britney's friend? Or hers. Well, I don't even know if it's her friend because I've had people say that she wasn't. She wasn't. She started a lot of rumor bullshit about this case, you know? That's how I even got involved with it. Her boyfriend was a friend of mine and I was doing things with him, right? And then the night before that she come up missing, they came out and seen me and we were out in the country and I told them, I said, hey, you need a headlight and shit. Don't get pulled over. 
and then I went my way and I went their way. Supposedly, Brittany bought them a headlight the next day at Walmart, but I don't know. I wasn't there, but I was told that. And I supposedly it was on a bank card or something, but, you know, I don't really know. Okay. But I've known she said she's got me involved in it a lot because you heard about the tape that was made with me and her were like I'm telling her who did it and all that other stuff. No, tell me about it. Well, she kept saying that my people or me were involved with it. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't hang out with nobody involved in raping or killing no chick, even if that's what happened. I don't even know what the fuck happened. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she just left. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. Yeah. You know, when she accused me and some of my associates that we were involved in it, and I, so I checked into it a lot. And I had a friend of mine that lived behind me, a Holly, a Holly chick. And she told me this story. And I went back and told her the story. Wait, and she tape recorded it, gave it to the police. Police called and questioned me on it. And I said, well, you know, it's all hearsay. So nothing really you can do about it. I don't know. And then she gave it to Brittany's mom. And then Brittany's mom, that's how I got involved with Brittany's mom. Because she called and asked me about the tape. And I was like, well, the person told me oh, this is what happened. And I'm just, you know, saying the story. Because I think it would be a shame the girl was out there in the swamp. Brittany's mom had a copy of this tape. Well, then everybody got a copy of the tape, and a bunch of people thought I was, like, snitching, so they were all mad, but it wasn't for the police. It was for this... Uh, I mean... She's a zit-looking face chick with brown curly hair, uh, skinny, five foot six. Uh, she was going with Curtis Polly. That was another person that Jessica wanted me to get a hold to talk to her so they could talk to you but he don't really want nothing to do with it well, I have gotten a hold of him he don't really want to talk to nobody but whatever Yeah. You know, well, here's the thing I know there's a lot of people that I don't know how you'd say it they've done a lot of sick crazy shit and in this county like right then all the date rape shit was going on over there in Sturgis and I know that to be true because one of my friends got date raped by some dudes in Sturgis and I tried uh, getting her help, but she went to the county cops and they told her, you know, it didn't happen, wouldn't even listen to her story and told her to get out, you know. What I would like to do is go back to that process, but I have some questions of some of the stuff that you had kind of talked about the day before. I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a name out there. Maybe this is going to ring a bell for you, but are you referring to the friend that you know, started all this uh, searching and bringing your name into it. Are you referring to Ashley? Yeah, yeah, that's it, Ashley. That's her name. <laughs> that's not Jessica, it's Ashley. I'm bad with names, man. Ashley Marie? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. So when you're referring to her bringing your name into all of this, you're talking about her, Ashley. Ashley, yes, that's it. Did you ever right. know or meet Brittany before she went missing? No, never seen her a day in my life. Had you ever 
seen her or met her mother, Jessica, before that? No. Okay. I didn't meet her until way afterwards. When I throw Ashley's name out, the confidence in Glide's voice is unmistakable. It's like a light switch turns on in his head. Yeah, yeah, that's it, Ashley. That's her name. <laughs> As for how and when he meets Ashley, allow me to break this down. We can assume that Glide doesn't spend any time around Ashley until after October 18th, when Polly cuts his angle monitor off to go live with her. Glide mentions that he doesn't know Brittany and up until this point had never met Jessica. He tells me that Ashley is the one who throws his name in the mix, saying that him or his people have something to do with Brittany's disappearance. Glide says he looks into Brittany's disappearance after hearing about the accusations against him and his associates. He speaks to a woman named Holly, who supplies him with information that he takes back to Ashley. Glide also offers his thoughts on Polly, saying he knows Polly won't speak to me. Okay, so Curtis Polly is also known as... Po- is that Pocket? Yeah. Okay, so your buddies with Curtis Polly. Yep. Still that way today? Yeah, we're still friends. Okay. I just talked to him last week, matter of fact, about talking to you. Around the time that Brittany goes missing, you said a day or two before she went missing that those two were at my house. Who are you referring to? No, they weren't at my house. I met them out on Country Road. Oh, you met them out on Country Road? Yeah. What was the reason? Curtis and Ashley, I met them on side of Sturgis. Okay, what was the reason for meeting them out there? Oh, just, you know, we're doing our thing. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. I was meeting them for business purposes in her truck. Doing business and then you guys part ways, but you remember seeing, specifically seeing the truck and being like, hey, don't you get your headlights out or something like that to that extent? Well, I always warn everybody about their headlights. It's a quick way to get pulled over. Yeah. They pull you over, then they got a reason to fuck with you. When they got a reason to fuck with you, they usually find something. Sure. Let them know. You, you, me- you remember mentioning something about their headlight to them? Yep. Okay. I stopped and called them because they went one way, I went the other way. And I called them. I said, man, your headlight's out. Better get that fixed. And they said, well, we didn't have the money for it. Who, is and this, then she uh, told Polly me that, that she met uh, Brittany the next day and had it, got the money from her to get it fixed. You heard the next day that Brittany, that they she had asked Brittany to pay for it or help pay for it or something like that? Yeah. Okay, who did you hear that from? I don't remember when I heard that or how I found out, you know, but supposedly that's what she told me. Because Polly got arrested the next day or the day after. It was like right in them couple days. He got arrested for his probation violation that sent him to the joint. And he asked me to watch over and take care of her when I was gone. He was gone. What did that? What does that look like when you when he says, "Hey, take care of her," and you kind of watch over and help out? Does that mean make sure nobody fucks her over and shit like that? Okay. Did you have your own place at this time? Because I know that I know that her and Curtis were staying together. Yeah, um, I had my own place. Okay. Did you ever go over to Ashley's place though, like to ever go visit Curtis? Yeah, that her? place there. Yeah, where they were together at. Yeah, yeah. I went there. Okay. And. uh do you know a guy by the name of Eric Shank? Yeah, I met him and I didn't like him. 
Tell me about that occurrence and what happened. Well, I needed to ride back to Turner's. I stopped over there and she said, this, this is Brittany's uh, ex-husband, blah, blah, blah. This is Eric. Well, he gave me a ride home and I believe in a lot of rules in business. You know, talking to you is breaking one of my valuable rules, but uh-huh. I'm going to do it. Um, and he was driving like an idiot. And I told him if he didn't slow down, I'd beat the brakes off of him. And that, because he was driving real reckless. And he told me that he drove for a guy named Rabbit, whoever the fuck he is. And I told him, well, that's supposed to impress me and all that. And then he gave me a ride home. He dropped me off. And that was like basically last time I seen him. Okay. You know, I'd see him here and there around, you know, but I wouldn't associate with him. When you when this meeting happened, he gives you the the ride home. Was that before or after Brittany went missing? That was after Brittany become missing. Okay, and so you met Eric Shank then after she disappeared. Yep. Okay. Um, do you know a guy named? So you probably don't know Ashley's husband, Josh. No, I met him through Jessica because. I had some people telling me some information that they knew where she was at. And I took her, told her to come over. That was when she contacted me on that tape that was made. It had a list of people that said they did it, you know, and blah, blah, blah. She brought him over here. She's as in who? Jessica, Brittany's mom, brought him with her. And then, but when we showed up to the hotel... The chick that was going to talk to her seen him and flipped out and wouldn't talk no more. She said she wasn't going to do this shit. So during the time that Brittany went missing, you didn't you had known you had known Ashley because of Polly, and then you had you hadn't met Eric though yet. And I really only met her like three times before that. But you know, Curtis was fresh out of jail, and I was helping him out to you know get back on his feet type thing someone comes and shares a story with you about what happened to Brittany and who, where she is and what they did to her and stuff like that. Correct. Right. How long ago after, how long after Brittany goes missing, do you hear this information? Well, it was a couple months. Okay. And then who do you hear it from? Uh, Holly. I don't, uh, last names. So what did she tell you? That Joey clip was involved and, I can't even remember all the people who are involved in it. You know, uh, uh, Joey was involved. I I don't know, and a couple other people. I can't remember it right off the top of my head because it had been like a year or two. But and I know Joey was one of them. I can't remember the other people who were involved with it. I think Chuck was a, one of them, or I couldn't remember his name because I don't really hang out with any of them people. Are you referring to Chuck? Yeah, Chuck. I don't really know him. I met him in jail a couple times. Glide recalls meeting with Ashley and Curtis Pauly, also known as Pocket, just a couple of days before Pocket is taken into custody. We can estimate their meeting is either the 26th or the 27th of November. Glide continues on and says he points out to Ashley that she needs a new headlight. What stands out to me is Glide saying that Brittany buys them a headlight. If this is true, I wonder why Ashley never mentioned that. Glide tells me that when Pocket gets picked up on November 29th, 
for removing his ankle monitor, Pocket asked him to watch over Ashley so no one fucks her over. And if this is accurate, then Glide should have been at Ashley's on November 30th. Glide recalls meeting Eric S. after Brittany went missing. And do you know a guy by the name of Eric Shink? Yeah, I met him and I didn't like him. Well, I needed to ride back to Turner's. I stopped over there and she said, this this is Brittany's uh, ex-husband, blah, blah, blah. This is Eric. Well, he gave me a ride home and I believe in a lot of rules in business. And he was driving like an idiot. And I told him if he didn't slow down, I'd beat the brakes off of him. And that, because he was driving real reckless. And he told me that he drove for a guy named Rabbit, whoever the fuck he is. He says Eric was the driver for a guy he calls Rabbit. Could Rabbit be another one of Britney's suppliers? I put a pin in the name Rabbit and stick it up on my suspect board under the list we have going of Britney's potential suppliers. Holly says the responsible parties are Joey Klipfell, Chuck, and a few others. As you probably recall, Chuck is the man from the ring video. This makes me curious. If Holly is supplying this information to Glide, where's Holly getting it? And so when Holly's telling you this story about Joey and these guys all being involved, do you ask her how she knows this information? She said a dude named Derek over in Colon told her. Over in where? Colon. Okay. Colon, Michigan. It's the magical capital of the world. I guess C-O-L-O-N. Because I knew him. So Holly told you about this story about what happened to Brittany. And there's a list of names. Right now we have Joey Klipfeld and then... Uh, possibly. Yeah, I don't remember all the people who were involved in it, but and it's you, all on a tape somewhere. Okay. And I know the cops got it. <laughs> when you asked Holly how she knows this information, she told you a guy by the name of Derek told her this. Do you know Derek's last name? No, I don't. I, I In my line of work, dude, I don't get really involved with last names, especially with people I don't fuck with. I mean, I know everybody just about, but do I fuck with him? No, I don't. Do you know a guy by the name of Don Hill? Who? Don Hill. I know of him. I don't really know him, but I know of him. I know a lot of people that were partying out there. At his place? Yeah. Had you been out there? No. From what I heard, I get pissed off. (laughs) Because that was part of the thing that got brought up was like Saudi McWaters. I've known him for years. And he's a fucking snake, a piece of shit. Really? (laughs) Lion fuck, yeah. He's a fucking gross one. Can you see him doing, like, I mean, honestly, do you think someone can, do you see Saudi as a guy? Well, yeah, I can, because there was a lot of bullshit about it because, you know, and this is just mine fucking looking into it. He was coming over my house. He used my phone. And he on his Facebook and that. So I had his Google account fucking on my phone. And there were some people over in Colon that used to sell us real good bud. They still sell real good bud. I can't think of that dude's name off the top of my head either. Brad or something like that. Well, I was over there when I heard about old girl getting fucking date raped by these dudes. And shit, the one I told you we talked into going to the police. And... I told him, I said, I'll kill all them motherfuckers and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. 
Well, when I left that house, that was the last time them people ever fucking talked to me or had contact with me. You know, they wouldn't fuck with me. And I heard a whole bunch of shit about them doing sick shit like that. You know, it was that little clique, you know, over there that be doing some weird shit, in my opinion. Well, when I went on Saudi's timeline, he fucking said he didn't fuck with them people. But it was funny because his timeline took him right to that house over there in Colon. Whose house is it in Colon? It's out on a fucking, uh, which we call it, uh, 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 oh, Arbogas. A friend of mine called me uh-huh. when I was out there and, or she called me. Yeah, she called me, not the Brittany or anything to do with that. A friend of mine named Kim, and that's all I'm going to say on it. And she got date raped. Okay. She was at a party and she called me and she felt the shit kicking in. Well, she called me to come get her and I didn't know where she was at. So I'm like, where you at, where you at? And then the phone went dead. Well, then the next day I was out there when she called and she was like sniveling, you know, crying about it type thing. And I was like, what the fuck's wrong? And she, well, finally she admitted that she was probably date raped by these dudes. She didn't want to tell me I'm a hothead. And a lot of people fear me because I'm afraid of what I'll do. And I snapped and I said something about people raping people out there and shit, you know, to these dudes that I was getting the smoke off of. Yeah. And they wouldn't do business with me no more. Okay. One day I was going in Sadi's timeline and I asked him about old Brad out there. And he went and said that he didn't know the dude, never been out there. And I heard rumors that he had been and all that. And they knew each other and all this shit. And then when I checked his timeline, his timeline took him right there all a couple different times. So, you know, I knew he was bullshitting me. I think anything's possible with them because they're, you know, I don't know, you know, they're low like backwoods motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I think at the time, a lot of people were doing that around here. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's what happened, but what I'm saying is I think there was a bunch of weird shit going on at that time. They were taking the rupees. And even Saudi asked me if I could get him some of them blue goddamn pills. I ain't grouping, whatever the hell they are. He asked me if I could get some. And I told him, I don't fuck with nobody that fucks with those. What are they? I don't know. They're date rape drugs. Uh, roofies or whatever they are. I don't know what they are. Okay. I don't do pills, dude. I do speed. Okay. Do you... I got eight speed convictions, so you can tell by my jacket. That's all I do. Do any of these guys that we've talked about, Saudi or Kelly, Jerry, uh, Don, have you ever heard about these guys selling? selling yeah they don't really they they might go get somebody and they'll pinch their bag and shit but they're not really business people no you know they're sort of fuck ups <laughs> you were told this story from holly if she's asking you about it wouldn't it like does it ever do you ever refer to her or refer to holly or talk about how you you got this information from holly to ashley I don't think so. So Ashley's... I don't know if it did or didn't. Huh? Okay. You know, be honest. But obviously, the tapes out there. Police call you in and question you. Do you remember what? I didn't. I don't think I ever really told her who fucking told me the information. In fact, I think I told her it was none of her damn business. Um... And the more and more I know about Ashley, you know, I don't believe any word she ever said. She tried saying I raped her and shit, and I never raped that girl. 
I mean, I fucked her, but, you know, I never raped her. You two had, you guys hooked up? With Ashley? Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were referring to Brittany when you said that. I no, I don't even know Brittany. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Ashley. Yeah, so you and you and Ashley. You know, and she sent about... my wife some shit about fucking how I fucking blah, 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 and fucking knew about the murder and all this. I didn't know nothing about the murder. They, they weren't my peeps, you know. The only reason I knew anything about it basically was because uh, Curtis and that. So I went over there, you know, I met Ashley and that. And then the day she come up or she come up missing, Eric came and told Ashley that she come up missing. Eric. Shane. Wait, what? When Glide says, Eric S. came by Ashley's to report to her that Brittany came up missing, is he referring to November 30th or the date she was reported missing, December 8th? I'm stunned. This could be a significant detail. Ashley never mentioned anything about Glide ever being at her place. Why wouldn't she mention this? If he has the potential to be an alibi for her and possibly Eric S., why is Ashley accusing Glide and his people of having involvement in Brittany's disappearance if he may have been at her house when Eric S. delivers the news that Brittany is missing? This is drastically a different story than the one that Ashley tells us in episode two, titled, This is my house. In that episode, she says she learns about Brittany's disappearance when Sheldon messages her, asking if she'd seen Brittany. This is where shit gets foggy, but I have to remember because Eric has been using me as his alibi this whole time, and I'm not certain that he was with me the night she disappeared. I just realized Eric, I, I am Eric's alibi. He was with me the night she disappeared because she, I've never, I still at this point have never met Sheldon and never even talked to him. And we're on the 30th, right? He, it was around 10, I think, p.m. He calls me on Facebook. I missed the call. I open up my notifications and I see it. I looked at Eric and I said, Sheldon called me. Like, Why the fuck is he calling me? Eric. Shake. Shake came and told Ashley the day. Do you know, do you remember what day that was? No, hell, man. Okay. Okay. So, hell, but you're there at Ashley's house when Eric comes or are you not there? Told her. Yeah. Oh, so you were there. What's that? You, you, am I hearing that right? That you were present at the house when Eric came Eric over came there? to the apartment over there in Sturgis, Ashley's apartment. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Finding out about Polly being locked up, which I think was the same day as the next day after she became missing. You'd have to check it out. I don't, you know. Yeah, I, I know it's right there. His, it was like a day or two. But when you were at Ashley's, when Eric came over to tell uh, Ashley that Brittany was missing, do you remember what Ashley's demeanor was like now that Polly's been locked up? I mean, was she acting normal? Dude, she lies and fucking so much that's unreal. Dude, I know more about her now. She's psycho. 
She was That's telling one. me that <laughs> she is psycho. She was telling me that that day that Brittany goes missing on the thirtieth. She said that Polly had gotten arrested. It was either a day before or two days before. And so I'm like, I asked her, what were you doing on that day on the 30th? She said, I stayed home all day and I was crying, waiting for Polly to call me because he was calling me constantly from the jail. And so she was yeah. like, that's what she was doing on that day when Brittany went missing. Um, right. I don't think she was sitting around waiting. She was trying to get a fix on. Okay. And when Eric came over to tell Ashley, what was the response like between Ashley and Eric? So more or less, oh, we got to find her, we got to find her. You know, and it was pretty weird because her and JJ and him kept wanting to fucking look for her. And they said they were at the crime scene and they were, you know, here. Yeah. And everybody was letting her do it because her uncle is supposedly the sheriff and, you know, and all this other shit. No one else is doing anything. No, they weren't. I told Eric, if her parents want to talk to Brad Balk, the sheriff, let me know. I've got his fucking private number. Skip the middleman, I'll call him. He said, I'll talk to Greg and find out. They said, yeah. So I called Brad. Greg had had reported her missing, and it was a piece of information or something that I had. So I texted Brad and said, I'm sure you already know, but I have something relating to Brittany Shank missing. Like, she was out there at that place that they bulldozed down out there on uh, Fawn River, just off Fawn River. The Don's house? Yeah, Don's house. You know, and when he came up and he took off out to Washington, I think, or wherever the fuck he did, then somebody tried burning the house down or something fucking happened like that, or there was a room that was burnt or something, I don't know. When your name got brought into it and then police questioned you, Obviously, you were not arrested, but when they questioned you, did they basically write you off? Did they tell you anything? Did they ask you any questions that no, stood actually, out to you? No, actually, they just wrote, you know, wrote me off because, for one, it was all hearsay, what they knew, and they were just trying to do a quick investigation so people who could bother them, basically, was the thing. Because I told them flat up, I think you motherfuckers knew about it and fucking buried this shit, you know? He did an interview on the phone with me. You know, he called... He, Called and talked to me about it. Lasted about ten minutes, and that, and then it was over. And so, when because they came to my work, and I wasn't even working there anymore. But the plant manager is a friend of mine, so he called me up and said, "Yo, police looking for you." So then I sort of flipped out, thinking that I have warrants for my arrest again for someone dope to somebody. So, you know, but then I called him and asked him what the fuck it was about. And then I had to talk to him about the tape that she made because I didn't know nothing about the tape. Then I had to listen to a bunch of my friends fucking talk about the tape because she gave it to everybody else around the town. And what did it... Which, you know, yeah. sort of put me in, like, fucked up spot. So, so I was just trying to do the right thing, figure out what the fuck happened to that girl, you know. And, and I don't think her intentions of help was ever involved in that. I just don't know, you know. One of the questions I have for you, though, is is when when you went over to Ashley's house when Polly was around and then even when Polly was not around, you had gone over the first time you met Eric wasn't until after she went missing, you said. After Polly was gone and old girl was gone, you know, that's when he came over to tell Ashley 
that Brittany was missing or something happened to, you know, and they were going to run around and figure out who, where she was at that day. You know, not even, you know, that she was dead. It, now that I think about it, it's sort of weird because nobody knew what happened to her right away. And then they're more or less like, I don't know, trying to solve a mystery before it was ever a mystery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How often was Eric around at Ash's house when you went over? Well, there, it was only like a couple weeks and shit because she hung around J.J. Fox. J.J. Fox is an informant for St. Joe County Police Department for a long time. And I don't like the dude, you know, he's lying piece of shit. And I felt the same thing about Eric, you know, this fucking dude's bullshit. And it didn't last long before, you know, fucking, and I told her, you know, to go fuck off and shit. Ashley or Eric? Yeah. No, both of them. Okay. And then, you know, and like I said, me and uh, her fucked one time or, I don't know, maybe we fucked a couple times, but then she ran around with a story saying I fucking raped her and shit. And she was staying out at another buddy of mine's house, which he got pissed about. He said, man, you know, Eric ain't that kind of guy and shit. And then she fucking more or less told him the real story. It was like, you know, fucking because she got too high or whatever. And then she decided to fucking get funky. Hey, I got things to do. If you want to call me back and ask me questions, but I got to roll right now. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with you. All right. Thanks, Eric. All right, good luck. Right. Holly, who supplied Glide with information, says she got this information from a guy named Derek, who's from Colon, Michigan. My plan is to make contact with Holly and Derek. When Glide recounts the events... He says he doesn't recall Ashley laying around sulking about Polly being arrested, but instead says she was more focused on getting high. Glide drops the name Don Hill. This name seems to keep coming up. We heard previously that Don's house was a haven for criminal activity, and supposedly someone attempted to burn it down more than once shortly after Brittany went missing. Glide said something that caught my attention. He says he's at Ashley's when she introduces him to Eric as Brittany's ex-husband. Now it's at this point that Glide gets a ride from Eric S. If my suspicions are accurate, and this is on November 30th, then this means Eric S. was not at Ashley's the entire night like we were previously told. This detail brings up the possibility of an entirely new scenario. I'm speaking directly to you, Eric. When Brittany disappeared, you and Ashley seemed very motivated to find out what happened to her. I can't say that holds true today. What I can say, though, is that your wife is still missing. You may have moved on. You may no longer care about her, even though she birthed your child. But there are others who do, including... A child who will one day ask questions. So, Eric, I only have one question. Why won't you help the people who love and care about Brittany by communicating with me? Next time.
on hide and seek. Man, I cut my tether off. I was only out 28 days. Okay, and then how often did you see Brittany over there? I fucking knew it. She was accusing me of fucking her. I, I'd only been around her once or twice. And never by myself. How often did you see there? Man, he was our bitch. He was fucking Ashley. Look, dude, I was out 28 days. Yeah. Put it this way. I told you I picked her up twice. Uh-huh. Okay. Once with Eric, once without Eric. When I got back to the house, you could tell that there was something going on between them two because me and me and her, me and uh, 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 Brit- Brittany got accused of it. You and Brittany, what? Me and me and Brittany got accused of it on the way back. Was Eric more around Ashley's house than Britt was, or was was it the same? Twenty four seven, bro, pretty much. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hide and Seek. If you'd like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community, come interact with us. Share your thoughts, opinions, and theories in the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The Hide and Seek Podcast is hosted, produced, audio engineered, and directed by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Director of Photography and Editing is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.